0: So this is going to be a circle on three things related, rest, recreation, and order. Um, So the last session I had with you was on order, about structuring our day, structuring our lives, um, why it matters to God that we make good use of our time. It's not just about organizational efficiency. Today's question is, in a sense, a specific thing. What is it that needs to be within my daily, weekly ordering that has to include rest and relaxation or else we can't function? So I'm gonna make eight points. Gonna talk about order as opposed to balance. Um, Rest being a good thing. Rest being a thing from God and a thing that needs to be with God, therefore that we need to pray when we're on vacation, which is maybe an obvious point, but easily forgotten. Then that relaxation isn't the purpose of life, that the measure of relaxation has to be, that there has to be a measure of it. And what is that measure that it's, how does it recreate me? How does it restore me? And then as a practical conclusion, how to plan that in our lives. So, first introductory observation just to note that lots of priests don't rest well. Uh, so, we talk about this in the seminary because it's a thing that priests frequently fail to do. Um, we see priests flake out, burn out, in part because they don't rest properly, they don't recreate properly. Um, And it can be hard work resting. It can be hard work programming that into our lives. But I just want to make the opening observation that my repeated experience as a busy pastor, um, 23 years a priest, um, the priests who do rest are the priests who work more when they return from their rest. The priests who do pray are the priests who work more when they're not praying. And the priests, in a related thing, who go away from the parish to do formation events are the priests who are busier and doing more for their parish when they're in the parish. Whereas the priest who thinks, well I don't have time to rest, they don't have time to pray, I don't have time to go into that formation conference, they're frequently not very effective priests we need certain things that are going to be effective when we're in situ. Among those things we need is a habit of rest. Okay, so that was an introduction. First point, order versus balance. So this in a sense is recapping one of the things I said to you last time. Um, Order being a big theme in Opus Day how do you structure your life? How do you organize your life? That there has to be certain things that have a priority. This is more important than this. This relates to this in certain ways so that when I'm deciding what I'm gonna do with my life, there's a basis for those decisions. Order is how we do that. Um, So according to St. Thomas, It's impossible to put various things in order without knowing the relation and the proportion among them and how they relate to their end. So we need to know what things are in my life, how they relate to each other, um, and among them, where rest fits in. So one of the points the rector made to you earlier Uh, Well, those of you that were here last semester, his talk on leisure, he talked about the difference between order and balance. That balance is a word that gets used a lot about implying two opposites. Order is a much more useful term because it indicates that all these things actually relate to each other. They're not just opposites to be balanced. They have function, they have purpose. What is that purpose? When I see that, it becomes more obvious how to plan it, how to order it. Okay, second point. Uh, Rest is a good thing. So if we look at the Bible, book of Genesis, we see rest being an integral part of the work of creation. Uh, That God rested, God himself rested on the Sabbath. Um, And he gave the Sabbath to humanity, and we see in that a one to six ratio of work and rest, which I think is a good rule of thumb in any day, I need a certain amount of rest. In any week, I need a certain amount of rest. That one to six ratio is one rule of thumb. According to St. Thomas Aquinas again, Uh, He uses the analogy of archery. And he says, if a bow is pulled repeatedly by the archer, eventually it's just going to snap. That a bow needs to have the, um, whatever the thing is, uh, unhooked to relax uh, periodically. You don't hang it up in that taut state forever. Otherwise, it gets damaged. It needs to have its tension relaxed um and we need to have our tension relaxed um in the virtue saint thomas calls games or play um so it's important enough saint thomas has you know, a whole article on it in the summa treating it as a virtue in itself the right way to rest the right way to engage in games the right way to play um, That includes humor. So St. Thomas talks about one of my favorite lines from St. Thomas is um, it's, it's about this. He talks about how among the various sins he identifies is a lack of mirth. People that refuse to laugh. Um, and this is a sin against charity. So we all know when we're kind of uh, in a mood with someone and we refuse to laugh at their jokes um, that A lack of mirth is a type of sin against someone. And St. Thomas says, life is burdensome enough without people who refuse to laugh. Um, It's a wonderful humanity uh, in that. So among the things we need in our rest is is humour, and that type of human interaction that kind of humour fits in. So rest is good, rest is from God, that's my second point. Third point, rest needs to be with God and as seminarians, as priests, this is easy to say but also easy to fail to live out. So we think of this in terms of the Sabbath again. um, St. John Paul II wrote a document called Dies Domini, the Day of the Lord, um, all about honouring Sunday, keeping Sunday. And within that he talks about the Sabbath rest. And he says, Sunday is a day of joy and rest precisely because it is the Lord's day, the day of the risen Lord. Whereas all too easily we can make our rest time a thing that this is me time, so God doesn't fit in here. I need to rest now, I'm gonna watch this movie, I'm gonna do whatever, I'm gonna have this beer, and somehow God doesn't get in the picture. Um, An authentic Sabbath experience, an authentic restorative experience, is precisely such because it is with God who is the true source of rest, who um, who is the Sabbath, the Lord Jesus who restored, rested on the new Sabbath, the day of the resurrection. So when you're in your parish and you're talking to your lay people, you need to talk to them about rest in a way that makes it clear that God isn't an obstacle to our rest. God is how we rest. um, And that when we rest, we should continue to pray, um, that having the worship of God on Sunday isn't an obstacle to having a day of rest on Sunday, but is part of how we make Sunday a day of rest. But for the priest, you know, you meet priests who don't say their bravery on their day off because it's my day off, don't say mass on their day off because it's my day off, um, There's there's a vision there of your priesthood that isn't about your life, that is just a job. Um, Your prayer should be part of what you are. Part of what restores me is my prayer. Uh, Therefore, why on earth would I remove that from my day of rest? Um, So when I'm planning my day of rest, when I'm planning you know, in the parish who I might be meeting up with and whatever, planning mass that day, planning prayer that day is an integral part of planning my day of rest. Um, And that's why over the years, I've avoided the phrase a day off and tried to talk instead about my rest day. So parishioners will often laugh if they hear a priest talking about a day off. Well, you don't work at all, you only work on Sunday, and you want a a day off as well? Um, But I found when I use the phrase a rest day, people can understand what I'm saying, that there's a day I just need to rest. Why can we not have that meeting that day? That's my rest day. You know you need a rest day, I need a rest day, that's my rest day, that's why we're not having the parish meeting that day. Whereas a day off can sound like uh, no prayer that day, no mass that day, it's my day off. Um, a rest day is a different focus, as day I need to rest. Um, so, you know, the bow needs to have the tension relaxed. Um, my body needs to rest in sleep. My soul needs to rest as well. Um, To continue, fourth point, the priest on vacation, as an aspect to continuing that same point, that prayer needs to be part of a priest's vacation as well. I don't know if you've heard the tagline, there's no vacation from a vocation. (laughs) Um, So if you are a priest, you are a priest all the time. If you are a married man, you are a married man all the time. If you are a dad, you are a dad all the time. Now the dad might go golfing and not have his children with him, but he's still a dad. Uh, He doesn't cease to be a dad. He doesn't take his wedding ring off because he's going to a bar, or if he does, that indicates something rather serious is amiss. Um, The priest likewise needs his rest, needs his vacation, but when I plan my vacation, I plan within that where I'm gonna be celebrating Mass. So typically I will want to book a location where there's gonna be a chapel or a church nearby I can use, because that's just usually the most easy way to make my Mass kind of a dignified thing, a focused thing, um, without it somehow being too burdensome as a distance. So. Choosing where I vacation, I choose where I'm going to be doing Mass. Who you go on vacation with. There are some people that you may like, and priests you may like, but if they don't pray on their vacation, and you vacation with them, it's going to be very hard for you to have a coherent priesthood, Um, and that's a difficult lesson to learn, but and it can be a different com- difficult conversation to have. Um, but in planning a vacation with somebody to say, what are we going to do about where we'll pray, when we'll get what we'll do for mass, to have that something that you just from the outset, this is part of what we're planning together if we're going to do this together. A little aside on the question of your day of rest. Um, As a priest, I think it's important that I'm comfortable resting in my clerics. I don't cease to be a priest on my rest day. If I'm running, I'm wearing running clothes. If I'm swimming, I'm wearing swimming clothes. But I don't need, just because I'm going to a restaurant, to be dressed like a layman. I should be comfortable relaxing as a priest. I should be going to places where it's um, not scandalous for a priest to be seen. Um, So sometimes I'll go somewhere in lay clothes, but generally speaking, my default is what I am. I am a priest. And I should be comfortable relaxing as a priest. I think that's a good inner criteria to have. I am a priest, I am relaxing, this is part of a coherent package. I'm okay dressed like this. Um. My fifth point, what is the purpose of life? Just to state the obvious, relaxation is not the purpose of life. So we live in a world where there is a leisure industry, um, because for many people, leisure has become the purpose of living. Why do you live in order for the weekend? Uh, A more and more frantic work life, somehow the purpose of it all isn't while you're at work, you just endure that, you're living for the weekend, you're living for the rest that isn't the purpose of life. Um, And I know for myself, that's been a thing I've struggled to grasp and realize even in my priesthood, to be living for that final hour of the day when I'm gonna uh, shut the door and have that time to myself. And somehow my entire focus each day is when I'm gonna be alone uh, to just not have to work then. Similarly, t- you can work for the sake of your, your rest day. Um, rest isn't the purpose of life. Relaxation isn't the purpose of life. So quoting St. Thomas Aquinas again, um, that we're made for greater things than games. So he talks about the virtue of games and play, but what is your purpose in life? It's something greater than just games. We are so begotten by nature that we appear to be made not for play and fun, but rather for occupations of greater gravity and moment. The purpose of my life is to know, love, and serve the Lord in this life and be happy with him forever and the next. Its purpose isn't recreation. Its purpose isn't using the leisure industry as if that's what I was all about. Okay, sixth point, which is kind of taking us nearer to a practical conclusion, which is what is the end or purpose (coughs) of relaxation? What is the purpose of recreation? So those of you who have me for formation will probably have heard me use this linguistic thing many times, that the word recreation is recreate, to make new. Um, Why do I need to rest to be made new, to be recreated? What I said already, the body needs sleep, and the soul needs to be restored as well. Um, So St. Thomas, Quoting Aristotle before him says, Where what is it that gives rest to the soul? It's the experience of pleasure. There are many different pleasures, but the soul is yearning for some kind of rest in something. When it experiences pleasure, it experiences a moment of rest. A tranquility, a calming, a satisfying a rest that the striving momentarily ceases. That This is what this whole trajectory seeking of pleasure is, but there are many different pleasures. Um, There's the pleasure of reading a good book, the pleasure of um, a beautiful view, the pleasure of successfully writing a paper, um, the pleasure of a good conversation, of a good joke. When you complete a paper, and you, because I obviously need to make this point clearly, when you complete an assignment, and you finish it, and you hand it in, there's a type of pleasure that goes with that completion. It's very different from the pleasure that goes with the donuts. (laughs) yeah? Uh, Every completed activity has a different type of pleasure that completes it, and that we're built to find a moment of rest in that completion. To be restored more generally, we need those deeper pleasures, rests, recreations that do that to us uh, at a broader level. So, mentioned humour already. Um, sport is one of the, the things, uh, enjoying the outside. Um, Fourth Machine makes a point about play when he talks about sport. And he says, play um, is activity that is purposeless. So a professional tennis player is playing tennis in order to make money. It has an end beyond itself. But when you play tennis just for recreation, there's no purpose beyond itself. So Fulton Machine saying that's kind of an image of something about the nature of recreation itself. You're not doing it for some ulterior reason, just the the activity itself is what we enjoy, get pleasure from. Um, Whereas when it's attached to something else that is the end, then it kind of loses that quality of being a game, loses that quality of being play, loses that quality of being recreation. Um. Now, those of you who've read Joseph Pieper's book on leisure that the rector quoted in his talk on holy leisure last semester, Pieper makes the point that leisure isn't just about making us capable of returning to work. So there there might be a way of thinking, what is the purpose of rest, just making me capable of returning to work? Pieper says leisure is something deeper than that. It involves contemplation, it involves worship, as the Sabbath, um, and he calls it the basis of culture. But I would say nonetheless, A measure, what is the measure of appropriate rest, appropriate leisure, appropriate recreation? I think we can measure it by its capacity to return us to function, return us to work. So if I'm not getting enough rest, I'm not able to function properly at work. In the same way that when I'm not getting enough sleep at night, I just notice it during the day. If I'm not getting enough recreation at some stage in the week, I just get a bit off. I get a bit moody, I get a bit disagreeable. I'm also not able to concentrate as well in my study. There is a measure in my resting that my ability to function in everything else, that's a measure of how much rest I need. And if I'm exceeding that, um, I'm probably having more rest than is good for me. Um, You know, you can kind of sleep too long and the body kind of collapses into it. Um, Something similar with the soul that if you just rest too much, that isn't good for you either. Um, So the question of measure Um, has this activity recreated me? Okay, and that leads me to my final point, which is about planning our recreation. If I've said rest is from God, rest must be with God, the rest is a good thing, um, that rest has a purpose about recreating us, Well, then how do I plan it? Um, uh, Well, to repeat the point that it can be hard work. So I know priests who say, oh, I don't go on vacation. It's just too much hard work planning. You know, getting a priest to cover for me and making sure nothing bad happens while I'm away. It's just better if I stay here. And there is a truth to that. It is hard work finding a priest to cover for you. It is hard work making sure that the parish doesn't collapse in chaos with the catechist arguing with the sacristan and the whatever while you're gone. Um, To to make sure things will still function without you, um, that can be hard work. But you need to put in that work in order to get that rest. Okay, I've got five points here about planning recreation. First, very practically, what happens if we don't plan our recreation? Well, I know for myself, what I think is true of all of us, if I don't plan my rest, I just end up goofing off in other ways. So, I don't plan my rest, and somehow instead, I spend three hours mindlessly searching on the internet um, because I just needed some kind of diversion and my kind of mind grabbed that diversion. And at the end of that three hours surfing on the internet, actually I'm not restored at all, um, but I've lost three hours. Um, Similarly, video games, there is a way video games can be restorative, can be used, but there's also a way where we can just spend hours in that and it doesn't restore us. That's got to be the question, does this activity restore me? Um, okay, so we need to plan. What do we need to plan? Three things. We need to plan what recreates me personally. We need to plan when you're going to do it in your weekly schedule and then specifically in detail time is so first what recreates me so we're all different yeah we all enjoy different things we need to know ourselves well enough to know this is a thing i do that i'm just restored after i've done it maybe this person when i hang out with is restorative for me this person doing that thing is restorative for me Um, That requires self-knowledge. It also requires knowing what's possible in my particular circumstances. So if meeting up with a friend is the best way to be recreated, but your parish assignment is a long way from any of your good friends, then you're gonna have to do something fairly imaginative. Um, So what? Then what kind of follows with that is when. So if you know you need to rest, if you figured out what you need to do to rest, you need to figure out when that's gonna be in your planner. So some of you will have seen on my digital pl- planner, I'm already mapping out the semester ahead, making sure there is one day that is an unscheduled day that can be my rest day, um, that within the other days I've mar- marked out exercise slots and whatever else. If I want something to happen, I need to plan when it's gonna happen. If I know I need to rest, I need to recreate, when is it gonna happen? Third point in this regard, the distinction between consolation and medication. You know that uh, people refer to medicating themselves with alcohol that my life's difficult and I just self-medicate with another drink. Um, There's lots of different activities that in different ways are self-medicating rather than truly consoling, restoring us. So again, video games can be a kind of self-medicating that doesn't really restore. To try and be honest with ourselves, does this restore me or does it just self-medicate? Um, and in all of it you need to do something that fulfills you and you personally not that fulfills other people um, but that fulfills you okay so summarizing that I said eight points that order not balance and that we need to figure out where it relates to other things second rest is a good thing That when we rest, it needs to be with God. That a vacation has to have prayer with us all the time, with us on vacation. That relaxation isn't the purpose of life. um, But that the measure, what measures my recreation, how much it restores me, how much it recreates me how much it makes me ready for my normal life and my normal tasks. And what that means is I need to plan that to make sure it happens if I recognize it's important. Um, And lastly, just to note, if this is important, I think this is a, a powerful thing for you as future priests to be modeling to your parishioners. That we live in a world where people don't recreate well. We live in a world where people inasmuch as much as they do will frequently make that a diversion from God, if we are in ourselves living and modelling rest, prayer, with God, as part of an integrated, ordered life, um, then when we talk of it to others, they can see it in us too.